Welcome to the Soul Science Nutrition Podcast, where you'll discover that when it comes to your health, you're so much more powerful than you've been led to believe. And now, your host. She's a holistic nutrition and lifestyle coach, chef, author, and yogi, Christine Ocasey. Welcome to the Soul Science Nutrition Podcast. I'm Christine O'Casey. Thanks so much for tuning in. On today's special solo show, we're going to talk about our addiction to busyness. Because at the root of our struggle with taking care of ourselves around food, caring for our health and well-being, is what I believe to be the number one derailing habit, this addiction to busyness. Think about it. How many times have we heard, I don't have enough time? I'm exhausted, have nothing left at the end of the day. This chronic overdoing leads to skipped meals, binge eating, emotional eating, stress eating, an overdependence on convenience foods, a lack of physical activity, it interferes with our sleep. This compulsion to be doing, doing, doing is what is responsible for that ever-elusive work-play, work-life balance. See, all the clients I've worked with have extremely active lives, and contrary to their own self-perception from time to time, they don't lack willpower or self-discipline. Absolutely not. As I say often, they get stuff done. But ironically, it's actually this compulsion about getting stuff done that's the source of so much self-sabotage and health-derailing behaviors. See, I love this subject because it shines the light of awareness It shines the light of self-honesty on an all-too-common way we've been programmed to fill a void in our life. At the end of the day, our addiction to busyness is an invitation to care and nourish ourselves at the soul level of our being. Now, let's face it. We live in a society where being busy is a badge of honor, a status symbol, really. How are you? I'm busy. How's it going? You know, crazy busy as usual insanely busy. Busyness somehow in our minds is equated to importance. And the unspoken deal is that if you're not busy or not having a crazy busy day, then you must be doing something wrong. There must be something lacking. Somehow we must be falling short or missing out in some way. But let me share a secret. There's no accolades, no trophy you get at the end of your life with something on your tombstone that says, wow, she was really great at being busy. Being busy does not make us happier, healthier, and it doesn't even make us more productive. And at the core of this common compulsion lies one of the most toxic limiting beliefs. Being busy is a measure of my self-worth. Well, it's simply not true. Well, let's back up. How can you tell if you are addicted to being busy? Well, let's go into how you feel. You feel frantic and rushed most of the time. You feel agitated. Maybe you have trouble relaxing. You get easily bored when there's downtime. You feel like you're constantly playing catch up. There's certainly no time to rest. You have a hard time taking a break or slowing down. Living with chronic overwhelm or chronic exhaustion is the norm. You are ruled, even obsessed with a to-do list. There is constant multitasking, the, the opportunity or the ability to do just one singular thing at a time is something that you just can't even fathom. 
doesn't feel comfortable. You might find yourself compulsively checking social media and email. And when it comes to your schedule, you might find you've got a heavily jam-packed schedule. There's absolutely no room for error, no room for any type of, you know, change or variability. So when one thing goes wrong, the whole thing unravels. Maybe there's a lack of healthy boundaries on your time. In other words, you have trouble saying no when you really need to. You're always in the mindset of like, I just need to do this one more thing and then I can relax. Then I will eat, right? One more thing. So in other words, we delay self-care habitually. You know, you're, you're always last on your to-do list. Maybe you're not even on your own to-do list, right? See, one of the things about this addiction to busyness is that there's a two for one here. Most of the time, you know, another toxic kind of uh, limiting belief is this idea that we need to be perfect. In fact, perfectionism, you could say, and addiction to busyness are a two for one package in this case. Because at the end of the day, they share some very common links. The fuel that's running is, is fear all kinds of different fears, right? A fear of letting someone down, the fear of disappointing other people, the fear of being judged, the fear of being average. I call it the fear of mediocrity, right? Which might mean not living up to someone, someone's specific expectations, all right? Um, You might find yourself feeling restless when you're not proving your own self-worth to yourself even, never mind to others, but your own self-worth unless you're doing something to help others, right? And at the end of the day, there's a longing voice inside asking, is this really all life is about? So how do you know the difference then between being busy and living a full active life, a happy purposeful life? Well, we go back to how does it feel? You feel relaxed, calm, mentally clear, purpose-driven. It feels expansive and open. It feels in flow. And the internal motivation is fueled by creative energy, not fear. Now, where does this addiction to being busy all the time come from? So upon reflection, there are probably a few things that I've noticed. The first at the top of the list is conditioning. Perhaps you grew up in a family where being busy, productive, you know, self-sacrifice were equated with your value, with your acceptance, with your worth. You learned early on that somehow you were less worthy or perhaps even less lovable if you weren't overachieving. Maybe you grew up with the constant worry of what will the neighbors think, right? External experiences mattered a lot. Perhaps there was a kind of a scarcity mindset and hustling and bustling was just how you survived. There was the message that life is hard, work harder. It's a doggy dog world out there. And then finally, perhaps there was a lack of stability. Maybe it was a chaotic household growing up and and. Consequently, it's all you knew, and perhaps you can't even comprehend, really, the feeling or the word serenity. Now, at the end of the day, like every compulsive behavior, this addiction to busyness is a way for us to fulfill an unmet need. Being busy all the time works perfectly as an avoidance strategy. It helps us avoid relationship conflict, 
avoid difficult emotions. It keeps us from having to confront those unwanted, you know, health demoting habits. It allows us to naturally gravitate to the parts of our lives where we feel more competent, more secure. For example, it's why we might throw ourselves into our jobs, into our volunteer activities, into our parent, you know, kids' school activities, etc. Not to mention that living in chronic busyness serves as a socially acceptable means of distracting ourselves from all the uncomfortable stuff. It helps us mask or numb us from memories, thoughts, and feelings that remain unresolved and down deep cause us great pain. Interestingly enough, over-busyness can be a way to cope with feelings of underlying anxiety. So for instance, there's no time to feel or think when you're constantly busy or just doing, doing, doing all the time. I think it's really fascinating to understand that when I, we use the word addiction to busyness, it can mean that quite literally from a physiological standpoint, because the biochemistry of stress in a strange way is actually habit forming. So we've got, in addition to the hormones, adrenaline and noradrenaline, stress also releases dopamine, a feel-good chemical. Dopamine encourages repeat behaviors by stimulating the reward center in our brain. And this may be at the heart of many addictive behaviors, actually, because dopamine, therefore, is a highly addictive, um, naturally produced reward drug. And when it's in the brain, it's released in the brain, it provides us a burst of short-term enjoyment, gratification. And so dopamine, in many ways, is the underlying main driver. Um, It keeps us in impulse-chasing mode in this constant busyness. Now, of course, you know, the body gets stuck in the sympathetic nervous system dominance, and the stress response takes its high toll on our metabolism, our immune system, gets you hooked and looking for more though, right? Because like a drug addict, you need a big, a bigger fix all the time. So it creates this vicious cycle. In fact, research on workaholism and adrenaline addiction suggests that much like an actual addictive drug, adrenaline itself can produce enough pleasurable bodily sensations and create a dependency on on that in some overworked persons. The costs of being addicted to busyness are quite high because we're not engaged with life. We're not able to show up and be present. We're not able to live on point with intention We kind of walk through life in a trance, and life becomes just a series of becoming preoccupied with tasks. Busyness distracts us from having to deal with important life questions. For example, am I happy in my relationship? Am I being present with my family? Am I in the right career? Am I living a life that is true to who I am? Busyness is an obstacle to self-awareness and self-understanding. It keeps us from being the curious observers of life that we need to be. This addiction to busyness is at the root of our epidemic of living a disembodied life. When we're disconnected from our bodies, all the messages that it has for us around what our bodies need to feel well, balanced, nourished, We tend to ignore those symptoms for an indefinite amount of time. So the fatigue, the headache, the insomnia, the low libido, the joint pain, the digestive problems can go unnoticed 
And over time, we develop an acute or a health crisis. Inflammation, cardiovascular disease, brain health, compromised immune function. And of course, all the other compulsive behaviors that go with this addiction to busyness, as mentioned before, as coping mechanisms, you know, whether that's uh, emotional eating, binge eating, drinking, um, internet addiction, very likely as well. Being busy, you know, we lose time. Days turn into weeks, turn into months and years. And it's just these feelings of guilt and discontentment that regret and they will build up over time. Certainly, you know, being addicted to our busy, busy lives hurts relationships. We might not notice family and friends pulling away. Living in our busy thinking minds cuts us off from our intuition, from our wisdom that's deep in our hearts. Our energy stays stuck in our survival mode and our lower energy centers, and it keeps us, you know, cut off from our heart, from our higher wisdom. It distracts us from learning about ourselves. It it inhibits growth personally and spiritually. Because when we're busy, 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 we go about living without purpose, without meaning, and without the intelligence of love itself. We live on autopilot. We're literally doing things, but our heart is not in it. Okay, so how do we break this addiction to chronic busyness? First, I think we need to understand and take in the knowing, once again, that being busy is not tied to self-worth. Again, it's one of those most toxic limiting beliefs out there. It's just not true. I like to say, you are worthy just for breathing, period. So you want to notice the signs. Take inventory of any of the behaviors that you know I shared with you earlier resonate. And perhaps you want to begin to eliminate the activities that put you into overwhelm, into that frantic state. And this goes to looking at your schedule. You know, are you overscheduling yourself? Um, is your to-do list realistic? Is it, you know, overly exhaustive? Can we cut out the non-essential activities in your day-to-day? And in order to do this, we start with maybe an inquiry. Does this activity support what most matters to me? Is this worth my time and energy? Are my choices nourishing my soul? Or are they are means of trying to escape difficult emotions and ultimately depleting my inner vitality. What's the worst thing that can happen if I let this go right now? These are important questions that we can use as we look at how we dedicate our time, our emotional energy and our time to the activities in the course of our day. I love to invite clients to add in what I call reset breaks throughout the day. Perhaps even in the beginning, set an alarm on your phone to chime every hour or so, just as a way to kind of mindfully pause, take a few deep breaths, feel your body, literally check in, just like you would on a good friend or someone you were caring for. You know, notice, have you been sitting too long? How does your back feel? Maybe you can relax your shoulders, stretch your legs. Do you need to drink some water? Can we tune into, you know, some hunger signals that might be happening? 
those reset breaks during the day are ways for you to, again, you know, get out of the busy thinking, 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 and look for those ways to that we can interrupt and build in some healthy check-ins, as I like to say. Another practice might be to practice eating mindfully. If not every single meal, perhaps start with one meal, you know, um, agree, make an agreement with yourself not to multitask, let's say, you know, during breakfast or during lunch. Along these lines, I like to practice everyday mindfulness. So even just the mundane, you know, before you turn on the computer and check email, can you just take a little pause, you know, sit for a minute to just breathe, check in, get intentional, you know, maybe you're doing the dishes or unloading the dishwasher. Can you be present with yourself? Can you not find yourself, you know, following your mind, bring your awareness back to, you know, what's going on in your body? How does your back feel? How does your stomach feel? Right? What's your energy level? What are the thoughts that are going through your mind? The more that we can practice becoming a curious observer in just the mundane, um, the important uh, work of you know, becoming present gets done sometimes just in the, in the simple day-to-day tasks. And of course, I believe, you know, one of the most powerful ways to interrupt autopilot living and chronic, you know, doing, doing, doing is to create a healthy morning routine because nothing says um, more that you value your time, that you value where you put your energy and tension, then when you show up for yourself on a fairly consistent basis, every morning to make time to reflect, to sit and connect with the moment and the aliveness that's right here. You might create a healthy morning routine that includes some self-reflection journaling. You know, it doesn't have to be anything complicated. Maybe it's just, you know, writing about what stressed you out and then forgive yourself, right? Offer some kind, supportive words, and then maybe write about what you do um, feel grateful for, what brings you joy, what brought you joy. I love suggesting inspirational videos, you know, TED Talks, there's a fantastic website or YouTube channel called Green Renaissance. You can um, listen in on, you know, podcasts or um, YouTube videos, some of my favorite teachers and inspirational teachers who who work with this embodied approach to um, our health, our personal and spiritual well-being, Tara Brock, certainly, you know, Brene Brown and Louise Hay. Um, I love Don Miguel Ruiz. I love listening to podcasts um, by Sadhguru. You've got the poetry of Mark Nepo, the, uh, all the books and programs with Gary Zukov. So, you know, at the end of the day, right? We, we have responsibilities. Everybody has deadlines and projects, people counting on us. You know, we're all cooking meals, needing to clean our homes, take care of our loved ones. I think the core message here is we need to remember that busyness is a choice. We can consciously commit to staying mentally calm, prioritize caring for our inner lives, Busyness is a state of being that you can choose not to live in. In fact, you know, busy became a four-letter word for me quite some time ago. And um, kind of like how I left behind another four-letter word, you know, that starts with D and ends with T when it comes to our eating. But, you know, I like to replace it with the word active. 
So instead of, hey, how you doing? Instead of the automatic, oh, I'm really busy today, or I'm so busy, it becomes, well, I'm really having an active day, or I've got an active week ahead of me. Just notice how just that simple change in semantics really kind of neutralizes um, any of that disempowerment because it puts you in choice, right? There's just a feeling of more agency and purposefulness. Give it a try. I'm really having an active day. I've got a very active week ahead of me. Just try it on and see how it feels. So I think I'll close with a couple inspirational quotes or mantras that I found to be useful. And the first one, of course, is from one of my favorite teachers, Maya Angelou. She says, you alone are enough. You have nothing to prove to anybody. You alone are enough. You have nothing to prove to anybody. And along those lines, I like to offer this personal mantra. I do enough. I have enough. I am enough. So I hope that's been helpful, my friends. Thanks for listening and bye for now.